Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, It's Just Dinner. I'm your host, Tom Robinson, here as always with my trusty sidekick and co-host, Bob Walls. Hello. Hello, everyone. We've been out for a little while, and I guess we'll talk about the reasons for that here in just a minute. we got a good reason. we got a good story, so stay tuned. We're back, and we are excited to be back and talking about the dating culture here in uh, Utah or with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And That's right. Really, actually, it's kind of a dating culture problem in all the whole world, I think. so. It is. I think it's kind of magnified in our culture a little bit because of some of the things that we have done, and it's somewhat dysfunctional. It is. And it's, I know it's that way. It feels that way for a lot of uh, people between the ages of 18 and 30 right. right now who find it difficult in the dating scene, but I think it's especially intensified within our culture. And that's kind of the purpose of this podcast is to identify the dysfunctional nature of dating within the LDS community, to point out the reasons and find solutions right. of how that's, people can solve that. And that's exactly, And that's exactly why we're here. So and today I understand you have a special guest. I do have a special <laughs> guest with us here in the studio with me. I'd like to introduce my special guest, Dr. Thomas Eugene Robinson. Yeah, hello. Thank you for having me the, the second. on my own podcast. <laughs> well, what a, what a pleasure it is to be a guest on your own radio show. It's, Welcome, Tom. Let's give him a big it's, hand. Thank you, everyone. Thank We're you. We're so glad thank to you. have you here with us in the studio. It's exciting to be here. Yes, it is. And so let me explain why our special guest would actually be the host of the show. It's not often that some Something like that happens, but it's important for us today. So what we've done on this show since we started is we have talked about the principle of how you can overcome the dysfunctional nature of the dating in Provo by doing one simple thing, and that's why we call this It's Just Dinner. It's Just Dinner. And so the whole idea, the concept behind this is that we have lost somehow in this generation that ability to just casually talk with people without any expectation. Right. And too many times what we hear from the young single adults, who many that we work with, is that you ask someone out or someone asks you out, and there's an anticipation that it's more than just it's, a conversation right, and a meal. Right. That, that somehow this is an introduction to saying, well, I might be interested in marrying yeah, let's you. let's get married. Yeah, and so you've been on one date, and suddenly the roommates are, roommates are saying, well, how did it go? <laughs> you know, and, You're an item now. Yes, and are you a couple? You know, and, and so... It wasn't that way back in the day because right. we, we have done things to kind of intensify that. And, and also we've identified many times in the show some of the concerns that we have created um, that, that make that condition right. that way. But So what we've been preaching for the last several years is the idea that you, in order to meet somebody that you have something in common with, you have to just go on a lot of dinners. Right. And you have to go out and talk to people and meet them, and sometimes it's going to work and sometimes it isn't. But you're just going to have fun. Yeah, you're just, just going to have, have fun. Have a good time. It's going to be and, light. And, and get you out of the apartment right? In the house. And, and so the interesting thing about what we're doing right now is that you, as the host of the show, <laughs> had the opportunity to practice what we've been I, preaching. I practiced what we've been preaching, yes. yes. And, 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 here, and I, so, here I sit. And, and so this was the hard part of it, because we kind of went through this a little bit together, is that... Uh, and it's been just over a year, almost a year and a half right. ago, that uh, you got divorced. I went through a divorce, a very, very painful. And, and that was a surprising tough thing. Divorce. A tough thing for you and a tough thing for me to watch you go through. That, uh, neither one of us expected anything yeah, like was, this would happen. This came completely out of left field and kind shock. of shocking. And so we won't go into all the details of that other than to say that it was heartbreaking. 
but it left you in a situation of being alone and also um, being in your 50s. Right. Scary. And, and so uh, what was the process, what was the thought process that you went through as you started contemplating the fact that you could be alone for the rest of right. your life? And it, that was a scary thought for me, and I didn't want to be alone. And I remember sitting at home all by myself and getting depressed and, yeah. and wondering and thinking about how, you know, what my future was going to be had all changed and what my life had been had all changed and what my plans were had all changed. And, and the only thing that I knew for certain was that I was sitting alone in my house watching TV and getting depressed and lonely. And I remember very distinctly one night sitting there and I heard a voice in my head say, practice what you preach. Uh, those often heard words yes. of do, do not do what I say, but do what I do, <laughs> you know. And so you, you, you had to then take the initiative right. and, and, and probably it was very helpful, the fact that we've been doing this yes. for so many oh, years. It's the fact that you and I have been talking about this, that we've, I've been out doing the firesides, was all part of this because I, I realized that what I had been saying, what you and I had been preaching is that going out to dinner, going out and talking to someone was way better than staying home alone. Right. Because I, I have felt the depression and the sadness and the loneliness right. that goes with that. And there are so many horrible things that are attached to those feelings. And so the option was to sink down into that hole further than I already was or to do something about it. And to do something about it was to start going out to dinner, right. to find women that were my age that I could go and sit and talk to. Okay, so let's explore this, go down that road. So you're in your 50s, and now you're wanting to date. Um, <laughs> and have absolutely no idea how to right. date. So. And <clears throat> so they don't have a lot of dances <laughs> for the 50-year-olds. <laughs> and um, so what was the process? I, I, I mean... Uh, you know, with the young single adults, they, uh, a lot of them use dating apps or they have places they meet, they're in classes together, they're associating, you know, we're here at the university where we mostly associate with 20-year-olds. 20-year-olds and married and, and married, married people. Married people. And so w what did you find? Was it difficult to find people in your age group that you could date? Yeah, that's, it, it was not as difficult as I thought that it was going to be. I looked at all the online apps and, and websites and joined a few of those. And surprisingly, there are a lot of, there were a lot of women my age who were in the same situation I am, where they'd been in a, a broken marriage and they were LDS, they were strong members of the church and they were looking for someone. They were looking to go on dates and have fun and to do things. And um, I was really surprised. There were hundreds of them. Hundreds? Of them. Yeah. That, hundreds of people that were of my same age that were out there. Interesting. Now, now a lot of times our generation, the baby boomers, are somewhat critical of the millennials and their dating practices of meeting people <laughs> on dating apps. We kind of make right. fun of the whole Tinder and mutual thing. But you found it to be different than what, than what we had thought. Yeah, I think that all those negative uh, thoughts that we had, and you and I talked about them, um, I, what I found was that it's a great way to meet people that you have common interest in, hmm. that you kind of just scroll through people or you, you know, you swipe in some cases, depending on the app, 
But you look at people and you look at their interests, you look at who they are, you look at pictures of them, and you look for people who have common uh, likes and dislikes, and then you uh, chat with them and you talk with them and you build up a conversation with them. And it was, it was a lot easier than what I thought it was going to be. Really? I thought it was gonna be really hard and scary and it was actually really fun and interesting. And I met, I met a, and chatted with and talked to um, a lot of really interesting women. Interesting. Now, now, it sounds to me like the decision to do this was more difficult than actually doing it. Uh, yes, actually it was. It was, you know, again, you're, you're sitting there and you're thinking, okay, well, I have no idea how to meet anyone. I don't know what to do. All I know is I don't like sitting here alone. It's scary to be alone. It's, uh, I'm lonely. I, and then, you know, trying to get, you know, to make a profile on a page or to get pictures of yourself and to put yourself out there because you really are putting yourself out there for right. a, a little bit of scrutiny because people are judging you all of a sudden. Right. So you are really putting yourself out there. But once you do that, it, it the, the process after that is, is fairly simple. Um, you do have to be engaged in it a little bit. You do have to be active in talking to people um, and, you ta and meeting people, but it's actually really fun to, to visit with people. Interesting. Now, let's talk a little bit about the process here. So you go on and you create a profile right. of yourself. And so you pick a picture of yourself and then you write down all the things that are about you. I mean, right. uh, your education, your age, your employment, your hobbies, your, you know, what kind of things do you put on that? Right. Just exactly all those things. Um, I happened to, to be on an LD, a couple of LDS sites, so they wanted to know about your activity in the church and involvement in the church as well. But hobbies, interests, um, you know, your likes, your dislikes, children, um, you know, those kinds of things. They're, they, it's just a basic introduction as people read through it of who you are. Right. But it's interesting because that is just like the surface. But then you have an opportunity to, on most of these sites, to send a message to someone. And that opens up the conversation or, and the communication. And that's when it really right. becomes fun is that you get to kind of have this conversation back and forth. And sometimes it's rather quick. Sometimes it's like takes days for people to respond. But that was really the, the fun part because it gave you an opportunity to really get to know people and to... And, and this is something you and I talk about all the time is just go and sit down and talk to someone. Right. Well, this, this is like you're sitting at home and you're on your phone or on your computer, but you're actually talking to someone. And it was really fun. And it's, you know, it's very, up, you know, on the up and up. I'm sure there's lots of scam uh, people and stuff that go on out there, but you have to be very careful. Right. But um, I think that, you know, if you're really careful, I think that you can have a really good experience with it. Good. So as you went through this process, there had to be that very first one <laughs> that you actually said, hey, let's go eat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so how did that go? I mean, that had to be a little unnerving. It was, it, yeah, extremely uh, and very scary. And, and here's the process, and, and I would encourage all the young single adults to do this, and that is you get on these sites, you make a contact through the site, then uh, you chat on the site for a little bit, and at some point, you get brave enough to say, hey, well, could I text you? And then you exchange phone numbers and you text back and forth with this person. And then I think this is the part where I really had a lot of success, but I think that you, the young people today would really not like this step, and that is you talk on the phone. Oh, and that's, for, no, that's a little freaky. Yeah, for me, 
That's, it was, that's, that's old school. It's old school. But yeah. it was really nice to be able to all of a sudden hear the person's voice. And you can ask them a question and they immediately have to respond. And all of a sudden you get a lot more interaction. And again, you are trying to develop a relationship and see if you want to get to know this person more. And I think it was after that, because you're talking on the phone, you're still texting. And it's that point where you say, hey, would you like to meet somewhere? Right. Um, and that's where it's just dinner comes in. And that's where it was kind of practice what you preach. It was, you know, you've been telling the young single adults to do this for years. Now, let's see if you can do it. And right. it was, you know, it was almost really like that. It was like, okay, Tom, can you do this? Can you, right. can you go out to dinner and have a dinner with someone? And so what you do is you meet somewhere and you have dinner. I think the first place that I ever met someone was at a, a pizza place and we met and had pizza. And it was exactly like what you and I have been saying. We sat down, we ordered pizza, and we sat and talked for two hours and we ate pizza. Mm. And it was really fun. It was right. really a great time. So you didn't propose. And did not, the... did not propose. <laughs> yeah. There, there, were, there were many of those that were just the one meeting. And right. it was, and, and again, this is something you and I have talked about multiple times, is it just wasn't about getting married. It was about meeting someone. It was about meeting another person and having a conversation with them and talking to them. And the one thing that we haven't had in common is that we both ate dinner. Right. And we'd sit there and eat. And it was fun to go out for hot chocolate or go for ice cream. Um, if, it, if it was going really well, you could go for a walk. If it wasn't going well, you just said, hey, thanks, this was awesome. And, and then we kind of went our separate ways, which was okay because it's just dinner. Right. It wasn't really a date. And um, there, There's no big commitment. There was no, or there's no, no commitment. No commitment at all. In fact, I learned that, that in, it's just dinner is kind of what some people call the meet and greet. Right. So you meet and greet each other and you share a dinner and then you have, you talk and, and many times you just kind of walk away from that. But it's other times it's, uh, you end up actually going on a date with someone. So, um, how often were you dating a week? How many dates a week did you go on? Uh, I don't know if I should say this out loud or not. So <laughs> well, you know that I know the answer. Once a week. At least you once know, a week. Um, I, I got to a point where... I, again, I was so, I did not want to sit home alone. I was scared to, I, I'd, I'd watch the young single adults kind of fall into this thing about sitting home alone, and I was really afraid of doing that. So I was going out two, three, four times. What? Two, three, four times a week? To, to dinner. To, to just, dinner. Probably not four. Three. Three times a yeah. week. Okay, let's to deal just, with that number. To just three times dinner. a week. Just, so you're going out, you're meeting women who were in your age bracket Correct. what between 10 years 10 years either direction either, I'm, I'm either 57 direction. so right you know up into their 60s and down into their 40s so right and, and so you would go out and you would meet some place you'd uh, mutually agreed upon place you would sit down and you would have dinner did you pay yeah. or did they pay or? um I, I think i paid i invited when i invited them i paid yeah so i guess you could call that a date but that's, yes maybe that's my old-fashioned me in there but Right. But we never went to, I never went to a super expensive place either. And so like, sometimes uh -huh. it was just for hot chocolate. Right. We'd meet at Starbucks and have hot chocolate or a smoothie somewhere or, so, or so the, for ice cream. So, so the reasoning here really was not the food. The food had nothing to do with it. Right. The, the, the reasoning here was this was an opportunity for you to engage with another 
human being correct and to be able to exchange communication on various topics right. did you find it hard to think of things to talk about um you know sometimes yes but for the most part no it was that we always had we always had things to talk about and i and i'm a professional communicator i guess and so right. i learned a long time ago how to ask a lot of questions right and so if there was a lull in the conversation i would just ask a question about their life or about what they they did or their family or what they did in school and so you just keep kind of pushing the communication or the the conversation along and it was amazing that the women were just as curious about me as i was about them and so they were asking a lot of questions so they were really fun conversations. I didn't have a really bad time anytime I went to dinner with someone. Uh, I had a really fun time. Sometimes it was an hour. Sometimes it was like three hours. I sat and I talked to one woman for like, we sat for three hours and we were just laughing and having a great time. And so it, it all depends on how the conversation's going, but I had really had a good time uh, talking and getting to know people. And it wasn't really hard. Interesting. So, so let's talk about the positive aspects of what we've described so okay. far that happened here. Um, just by doing this, uh, at this point, you weren't fine looking for a, a life companion and you weren't searching for a spouse or anything. Right. You were just going out and meeting people right. and communicating right. with them. So when you look at the positive benefits that that brought, this reduced anxiety and depression in your life. A lot, oh, 100%. Absolutely, a hundred percent, and brought you a greater sense of well-being. Yes, absolutely. And so, if we just look at it from that standpoint, the amount of effort and the decision to do this was beneficial for you in your own personal life. It, it changed. It changed my life because the other option would would have been complete depression. Right. And this didn't allow that to happen. You, when you know you're going out to dinner with someone on Friday night, you don't have an opportunity to sink down into a hole of depression. Because then there's also that excitement of like you're going to meet someone right. new and so you get kind of pumped up and you're kind of smiling all day. So it was really, um, it, it completely 100% um, lifted me into a place that I had not anticipated being able to go to. Right. And so this is one of the things that we've always talked about on our podcast is that sitting home alone is the worst thing that you Absolutely. can do. Absolutely. And, and you actually proved that yeah. out. And that's, that's the one thing that, that I've kind of been happy and maybe proud of me and you through all this whole thing is that we were right. Right. That, that I actually experienced it. I think Heavenly Father told me to do this um, and to practice what I preached, and I found out that you and I are correct. Right. That this works. Right. That this is fun. That this is so much better than being home alone. And not doing anything, that this is exciting and fun and your adrenaline gets going and it's so much fun to meet other people. Yeah. I mean, even people that you don't really have a lot, end up not having a lot in common with, it's just so much fun to meet them yeah. and talk to them and have a, a, to share a meal and just to communicate and just to laugh and tell jokes. It was just great. It was a really great experience. Yeah. Now, now at... Uh, some point in this uh, just dinner, when you're having this conversation, um, uh, well, first, let me ask this question. Did any of them ask you out? Uh, yes, actually. Had a few that did. And, and, and so those social mores that we grew up with are gone no, now. they're gone. So, so girls gone. can ask boys out, yeah. women can yeah. ask men out. Uh, you know, there's no problem with no. that. You were happy it to go was, out when, uh, when a woman asked you, I, that was fun. I loved it. And if a woman asked me if I wanted to meet and go to dinner or to meet for hot chocolate or something, I loved it. It was great. Yeah. 
So that's good to know. That's good. Yeah, it's good. That's good to know. So at some point in this conversation, you or she made a decision to say, gee, this was fun. Maybe we should do this again. <laughs> that's right. And, and so what was the criteria? What made you want to ask for a second uh, adventure? Yeah, I think it's... You know, you just kind of play that by ear, and it's you depends on how the conversation's going, and whether you can tell that you're into her and she's into you, and that you're having fun, you're laughing, and you whether you feel good about it. I mean, you really never know what the other person is is thinking. So, no matter what, at this point, you're going to put yourself out on a limb, and um, so you, you know, you you, and I, when you and I have preached about you know, do it right then, you know, right, right when you have the chance, you're standing right there in front of her. And so I, I did that. Um, and several times it worked out really well. Uh, a couple of times it didn't work out very well, but you know, and sometimes I didn't ask because I wasn't, I wasn't interested either. Um, but I think that asking, say, hey, this was really fun. Would you like to do this again? Just that simple question and then getting her to say, yeah, that was great. I'd love to do something sometime. And then you could end, actually end it right there. So, so you didn't have to wait for a post-date text no, well, or to contact her roommates or <laughs> to see how the date went. Well, here, you and I have talked about this. And yes. the, one of the things that I found out, and, and we've dogged on the post-date text in past uh, podcasts, but it's a real thing. Really? It's a real, it's a real thing, and it's really important, too. So, so that post-date text is a big deal. It's a big deal, and I didn't think that it was. But it's amazing that when you say you know, hey, I think maybe I'm interested in this person, maybe I'd like to go out with her again, and you get no text, it's really uh, kind if of... If she ghosts you, then... Yeah, if she, well, and, and here's what, you know, I'm, I'm too smart to let that happen. So right. um, if I got the post-date text, it was, yes, that's awesome, I can I text back, and then we can ask her out again. But I waited for a day, and I figured, okay, never heard from this person, no post-date text, so I'm going to text her. And so then I would, then I would send a text and tell her that I enjoyed going out to dinner with her. Mm. Um, and then sometimes she responded, sometimes she got, you got ghosted. Well, and, and that's just the way it is. And that's just the way it is, that's the way life is. And then I didn't, I didn't cry too much because it wasn't a date, it was just dinner. It's just dinner. And so I just uh, moved on and saw, looked for someone else to go out to dinner with. Right. Um, but you know, the, there's a couple of things I found out that post-date text is a real, is a real thing. It's a really nice thing, but I would say to both the, the men and the women out there, don't wait for it. Right. Um, if you don't hear from the person, text them. And then you've at least given it a fair shot, especially if, if you like the person, then send, shoot them a text. If they don't respond, well, then you got your answer, and that's okay. So, so if I'm understanding this, you would meet this person, and part of it would be physical. Right. You would look at them, and if they, if you found them attractive, right. But but I'm guessing that a lot of it beyond that was their ability to communicate. Oh, absolutely, with you. yeah, and and laugh and tell a good story and to have something interesting to talk about and have an interesting life and yeah, all that was and you. It's amazing. It's amazing how many different people there are out there, and everybody has a different story, and it's so fun to hear it. It's so fun to hear their story. Yeah. Now, now I, because I know this, because I remember this, at one point after you'd been doing this, it started to kind of wear on you, <laughs> right? Because well, I remember we had yeah, this discussion. You know, well, I think because you, you know, deep down you're looking for a relationship. You're, right. you're looking for you know, someone that you can spend Friday and Saturday night with, and you, know, you can go over to their house on Sunday afternoon and have dinner. You're looking for that person, and when you don't find that person, it, it, it kind of wears on you, and then... There were times, and I, I think I even mentioned to you, it's like, okay, I'm done with this. Right. I can't, I I can't do it anymore. 
I can't, I can't take it. You know, I've been going on all these dinners and nothing's happening. And it's costing and me all this money. And, money. and then guess what? I heard my own voice <laughs> again. And what, what you and I have said is don't stop. Right. Don't give up. You can, you can stop and then you can sit home alone, but don't stop. Don't give up. And so I would go, okay, you're right again, Tom. And I would, I would try to find someone else to talk to or chat with and then go through the process again. And um, then again, because if you didn't, you were going to sink back right, into depression. Right. If you if you allow yourself to kind of get discouraged, um, you sink back into depression and you sink back into being home alone, doing nothing. Right. So you kept pursuing this and kept dating and dating and and ta da, went on out to dinner. And I, I will tell you that set up a dinner with a woman that appeared. I had some things in common with. Uh, we talked on the phone a few times, and she's super nice, had a really, really gorgeous voice, um, and thought to myself, oh, well, this is really good, so I asked her if she wants to go out to dinner, and so we went out, and we met at the mall somewhere, and I thought, I can remember driving to go meet her, and I thought, well, I can put two hours in. You know, this is going to be another one of those where I go, and she's a really nice person, but there's no chemistry, there's nothing going on. And I can, I can endure this for a couple of hours and meet a nice person, and then I'll just go home. And that's what I was thinking the whole drive right. uh, to, to go to, to meet her. Um, and then I met her, and things changed. And I met someone that I really had a lot in common with and I really liked and enjoyed talking to. And so did you know immediately that this was somebody I want to date again? Uh, oh. or? Yeah, I think throughout the evening, we spent a lot of time together that night. We probably were together four hours. Wow. Um, That's a we, long day. Yeah, it was a long even day. For even people, for old people. Even for old people. We got to be in it bed was, before it was 10 certainly, Yeah, it was about, it was way past 10, past my Ooh, bedtime. Oh, my word. <laughs> so How'd I, you stay awake? Yeah, and I, I think through the evening, I was like looking at her and, and I was thinking, I would really like to date her. I'd really like to go on more dates and get to know her better. Mm-hmm. And uh, before I left that night, I asked her if she would like to go out again, and she said yes. And so um, I, we left, and she sent me the after-date text, and it was a good text, and we got together again, and so it was really fun. And? And today we're married. Married? I'm remarried, yes. Good heavens. <laughs> so and who would have known? Who <laughs> would have known that the success rate yeah, this would happen? This, so. It, we were you know, it, we were sealed in the Draper Temple. Wow, yeah. that is amazing. Well, I know it's amazing because I went, I was there when when you got sealed. It was spectacular. She is a delightful, she's wonderful lady, and I'm I'm I can't tell you how happy I am for you and for her. Oh, thank you. Because she got a a really good de- deal out of this. <laughs> um, but it's interesting to watch this and observe this because you were you were with me the whole way. I, you I were was watching. I, this I, whole... I kind of observed this from a scientific. <laughs> you know, I was taking notes on this so we could use it for the podcast. That was my my interest here. I thought, well, this is great research. You know, this is a a, a true professor, That's right. a, a lifelong learner who will actually go through the process. <laughs> and and so, even in later in life. You know, and we don't really think about this because we think of courtship and marriage being a young person right. sport. But none of us know when we're suddenly going to find ourselves in the situation right. that you found yeah. yourself in. I mean, I, I would be equally as shocked if my wife and I got a divorce right. as I was with you. I, yeah. never, I never ever thought that that would ever happen. But there you were. Right. 
stuck right there. And, and so the thing that you learned from this that I think is important to pass on to our audience here is there are a few principles here. One, if you stay home and do nothing, you're going to be depressed. It's dangerous. It's hard to get out and put yourself out there. Difficult. But you got to do it. And it's uncomfortable, but you have to do it. And once you start doing it, it brings you joy and eliminates their depression and anxiety. Yeah. And I, I think it brings you joy, and I think it brings the person that you're with joy. Right. And I, I can't speak for the women that I went out to dinner with, but I think they had a good time. Right. And we had fun talking to each other. Yeah. And, and so the talking is the magic sauce yeah, here. Absolutely. And, and just having a conversation with someone and asking them questions about them and sharing information is what builds relationships. Right. right. And, and so in, in your case and in many other cases, that process leads you to somebody that you find I've got a lot in common with. And so then you just choose to spend more time right, with them. Exactly. And as you spend time together, you start making decisions of how much time you want to spend right. together. Sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't. Exactly. Sometimes it does, sometimes so, it doesn't. So there were probably other women that you went on several dates with, but it never turned into right. a romantic yeah. relationship. Yeah, it never, it never matured at all. So. And, and in this case, it did. It did. Yeah. And, and so in your 50s, is it possible to fall in love again? <laughs> it truly is. It truly is. I, and, I'm, and, and I tell you what, I'm so grateful for It's Just Dinner. Yeah. And I'm so grateful for all that you and I have put into this, because if it hadn't have been for this one thing, I would not have been able to do it. Right. But because I understood this concept, I was able to go out and get on a website and go out and put myself out there and actually meet people. Yeah. And, I, and I met the right person. Good. Well, Tom, thanks for being the thank, guest on our thank show. Thank you for having and, me. And, and sharing your, <laughs> your personal information here. But I, I think, uh, you know, this is nothing that any of us would have planned to do this kind of no, research because it was too painful to go through. But, but I think it's a real valuable thing for people to pay attention to that, that we're not just blowing smoke. No, we're not. That's the other thing is that I'm not kidding. I, I know now for sure. We, right. we have tested it. And, and sadly, I was put into a position where I had to test it, but it does work. It 100% works. Right. And even if, you, even if I hadn't ended up married, it would have still worked because it was really fun. And it was exciting and it was different and it was unique every time that I did it. Yeah. Well, you're a great American, Dr. Robinson, for uh, sharing your research Thank with you. us on this topic. And uh, it's been a great show here to have you as the guest. And in future episodes, we're going to continue to talk about the principles that we have discovered yes. working with the young single adults of ways that you can improve the dating culture within the millennial generation right. and specifically within members of the LDS Church. That's right. And it comes down to the fact that it's simple to say, it's just dinner. It's just dinner. So thanks for having me. You're welcome. Okay, and we'll see you guys all next week. So keep listening.